found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's the 20th day of May, a Friday it is. And good to see you, Matt. Hey, good morning. Good to uh, wrap up the week here. We had a big night in our house last night. You did? What went on? Well, my... um, my kids ran across a, I can't remember what song, it was a Broadway song okay. that Bernadette Peters sung alongside Tom Wopat. Okay. You know who Tom Wopat is, right? Yeah. yeah. One of the Duke boys from Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. And um, I got excited because as you know, as a child, I sat on Tom Wopat's lap. Yes. yes I, re- <laughs> I recall. <laughs> I'm sure Tom was very comfortable. <laughs> Sure, he loved having this uh, chunky little portly boy sitting on his lap with his bowl haircut. <laughs> now, were you supposed to sit on his lap? I don't know, but okay. I did. <laughs> All right, so because the, they had a the general E came and you know okay. they were, I was on display in Kokomo and Tom Wilpat was there, and you got a picture. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere. Someone has a picture somewhere. Okay. So, um, so I was trying to explain this, and my daughter had never heard of the Dukes of Hazard, had no idea who Tom Wopat was, and so we had to go on a, you know, had to explain to her about Uncle Jesse and Roscoe Pico Train and, and you know, Daisy Dukes and <laughs> Boss Hog. It was always after them Duke boys, and, you know. So you got... A conversation out of it. So we <laughs> we went on YouTube and we watched the uh, the Dukes of Hazard intro sung by Waylon Jennings. Okay. Yeah. Just a good old boy. He was the narrator. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, he's credited as the the balladeer. Okay. I forgot. He's the balladeer. <laughs> so that te- things lively in the house. Okay. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking of you sitting on his lap. <laughs> um, I have no idea if if the Dukes of Hazard were still like you know a cultural phenomenon at that point. They might have been. I don't know. But uh, well, it, it probably was because that that show ran to like yeah, well, four. Yeah, they were in the '80s, right? Yeah, late '70s, early '80s, yeah. something. So yeah, you. You made it in time. Yeah. Little Matthew. <laughs> Sitting on Tom Wopat's lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. <sighs> oh, the Duke boys. Mercedes-Benz yeah. recently sold the world's most expensive car. Mm. It's a very rare 1955 Mercedes-Benz SLR Coupe. It had been kept in the German automaker's collection. Sold to a private owner for $142 million. $142 million. million. Gosh. Wow. That makes it the most expensive car known to ever have been sold. Jeez. The car company said that the money from the sale will be used to establish the Mercedes-Benz Fund, a global scholarship fund. Previous record sale price for a car was 70 mil, so this far exceeded that. Right. 
paid in 2018 for a 63 Ferrari 250 GTO. So it doubled that. Jeez. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. That was sold. It was one of only two 300 SLR Olin Holt Coupe prototypes. Mm. The 67-year-old cars were named for Mercedes chief engineer at that time, Rudolf Olenhorst. They're claimed to have a top speed of 186 MPH. Was sold at a closed invite only auction. <laughs> right. You're not welcome. No. That was in Stuttgart. 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 On May 5th. The other Ulan Halt Coupe will remain in the museum's collection. Not for sale. Mm. That's just amazing. So if you buy that car, are you going to drive it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to go grab some groceries. <laughs> what are you, $142 million. Yeah. It's lovely. You know, it's a very I unique. I feel like that car is going to go on display somewhere, yeah. and that's that's the end of yeah. it. It's just, a, you know, one of a kind. So I could take that to uh, squeal on the eel. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, car show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have uh, it down there. <laughs> That's just an amazing vehicle, though. I did see something this morning, and I'm trying to. Th- I'm thinking it may be. I can't remember the auto dealer, but it was someone like Mercedes. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. I don't know for sure that that's who it was. A 140 horsepower electric car, zero to sixty in two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. That's just amazing. By, you mean 1,400 horsepower? What did I say? 140. Oh yeah, 1,400. 140. Yeah. It's like <laughs> 140. Well, I... <laughs> that's like a decent four cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, that that's the Tesla Model S. See, this is a different than a Tesla. Oh, it's different it's, than yeah. Tesla. Okay, it's um, actually a smidge faster than the Tesla. It okay. said so. Maybe you can look that up. I, look I, that I up. can't remember the car maker, but. Um, like a tenth of a second faster from zero to 60. Hmm. And they're electric. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. that, that's snapping your head back fast. Yeah. Two seconds. Um, I drove a Tesla okay. once, and the owner of said Tesla, we're, we're on a side street, and he's like, just punch it. <laughs> okay. And it's unlike anything I've ever felt before. It, it is a crazy... It is a crazy feeling because you're so used to like, you know, when you when you hit the accelerator on a regular car, there's shifting, there's noise, there's, you know, vibrations and you kind of get that this like it just hits you in the chest and it's just going. (laughs) It was unlike anything. Um, This this says Bentley. Bentley's yeah, first EV will pack up to 1,400 yeah, horsepower. That, that must be it. Zero yeah. to 60 in one and a half seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That's because the electric motors, man, they're all they're all torque. I mean, they're just, just bam, they're going. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Do you use more power? So do you use more battery power? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to suck it dry quicker. That was part of the, um, <laughs> that, that was part of the, that video I told you about where they drove from Austin to, to Chicago. That was part of the frustration and that in order to, to get the most out of their battery, they had to drive like 
55. You know, yep. they had to. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on the freeway, and it's like, it just, you know. Back in the old days, that was the speed, that was the speed limit to conserve energy. Now we've cut loose. I mean, there are stretches in Texas where it's it like. used to be, you know, 55. When you're going 55 and everybody else is going what they're going, yeah, it's pretty slow. Yeah. I remember riding with my grandma years ago. She had to, I didn't have a license yet. And she was like the last line person to come pick me up from something. And I remember her saying to me, we're on, we're on State Road 22 going into Kokomo. And, and she's like, 55 is far too fast. I would never drive that quickly. Like I can tell. There's a parade of traffic behind us. I'm sure they were all happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's just far too quick. I'm not. I'm never going to drive that fast. Hang in there, Maddie. We'll get you to see Tom Wolpat. Six thirty one. We've got uh, some messages, and we'll be back with more tidbits. This is tidbits. Friday edition of Tidbits. One week ago was the 13th. We survived. So that's true. Now it's the 20th. If you have the fear of the number 20, you're in bad shape today. True. But uh, at least you made the 13th. This um, from our Tidbits. As a, you know, I find some interesting pieces of Tidbits here. <laughs> this uh, indicates that a uh, Vegas woman is accused of putting bleach in her boyfriend's sleeping meds last week. <laughs> what? Just say, you know what, uh, I think it's over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he called police at about 1 a.m. He told police he took his medicine and went to bed, but woke up a couple of hours later feeling lightheaded and having stomach pain. Said he checked the medicine bottle and could smell bleach. Now, why wouldn't you smell that originally? You didn't smell it before? Like... He told officers he reviewed a camera because <laughs> they got great faith in one another that was set up outside the door <laughs> yeah. and saw his girlfriend open his door with a bleach bottle in her hand. Mm. They'd been having relationship problems and they sleep in separate rooms with a man keeping his room locked <laughs> so she can't eat her while he's gone. What a great relationship. <laughs> Police watched the video. They saw her coming out of the hallway where the bathroom's located, struggling to open the bedroom door before successfully entering. Goes into the room for a few minutes, then leaves while holding a blue bottle with a white top. Mm. Police impounded the medicine bottle, which has a strong odor of bleach. She was booked on suspicion of poisoning or adulterating medicine. There you go. <coughs> what better way to say I love you? I'll show you. You've got to live there with cameras. What's going on? Right. Your boyfriend, girlfriend, for heaven's sakes. Here's a uh, cow that wanted a little education run away. Ended up in front of an Ohio elementary school. Imagine the kids. <laughs> hey! <laughs> it lives on a farm across the school, from the school. It was getting a bath. <laughs> When she escaped and wandered to the front doors of the school, 
It was safely returned after a few minutes of freedom. <laughs> Washing a cow. Must be a fair project. Yeah, I was going to say it must be a... Now, would you do now. this? A snake got stuck in a glue trap in Georgia. Would you free it? <sighs> <laughs> would you actually let it go? <laughs> The Bibb County Sheriff's Office Animal Enforcement Unit responded to a call about a snake in a home. They found it stuck to a glue trap, which is normally used to trap insects and rodents. <laughs> Great place for it to hang out, really. You're stuck there. You <laughs> wait for a mouse. Okay. It's That's right. <laughs> the officer brought the snake back to Animal Services where three female employees, you guys do it, I can't. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Work to remove the adhesive from the snake's body. Photos show officers gently cleaning the snake in a sink. They were able to remove the glue and release the snake back to the wild. I, 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 I don't like glue traps. Right. Because, you know, if you get anything in there, they, they, they're, and they're screaming and stuff. You know, and it's like, what do you do? Just end it. Yeah. You know, with a snap of the, you know, the trap. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're stuck there. And it's not pleasant. No. <laughs> I have a terrible story about that, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to share it. They're not pleasant. It's, it's really not. A poll of 2,000 American pet owners found that 7 in 10 felt that sharing a bed with their favorite animal helped them sleep at night. Have said it reduced stress and anxiety. In my past experience with animals in bed, they seem to want all of it. Yes. Okay. Yes, they do. It's they don't stay in their spot. They want to, you know. <laughs> they get all spread out. Yeah. And, they, it is. and then you find yourself <laughs> getting like. And you wake up a lot. Yeah. 58% of respondents in relationships preferred spending the night with their pet than their partner. <laughs> what a wonderful world we live in. <laughs> you won't poison me, will you? No, you won't. You're not going to poison me. <laughs> you don't know how to open the bleach. No, you don't. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's, that's why. But it's not a smooth, <laughs> smooth, uh, smooth move, really. Owners saying their sleep was disturbed by a pet two nights a week on average. <laughs> Six and ten also blame their pets for making them feel overheated. Yes, that happens. They're like little furnaces. <laughs> Even though the last dog we had was a was a tiny little yeah. <laughs> wiener dog, and she was like a tiny little like burning log, man. They warm up. Yeah. Great for the winter. And heaven help you if you do roll over and they, they do that, <laughs> you know, like that yelp, like you've just broken them in half, you know? Oh. oh I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and again, there goes your sleep. Yeah, there goes your sleep. <laughs> the average American, this says, eats four salads every week. Would you say you eat four salads a week? No. Okay. No. <laughs> 62% say the dish is part of their regular diet. <laughs> While it's a common meal, there are a lot of factors that go into creating the ideal salad. Mm. The poll of 2,000 adults looked at the state of salad, revealed that iceberg wins as the best salad base. 
Well, kale <laughs> is the top choice of less than a quarter. I'm sorry, kale just isn't good. <laughs> it's... Yeah. It found that 48% believe there's such a thing as the ultimate salad mm. and what it should include. The ultimate salad, they okay. said, would be chopped, okay. tossed with dressing, presented as a side dish, and needs to be loaded <laughs> with toppings. <laughs> because we, we, we got better things to do than to just eat a salad, all right? It's like me. I know I use way too much dressing. What they give you when you order a salad somewhere is not near enough dressing. Yeah. Gen Z likes fruit. <laughs> Presented as a side dish to be loaded with toppings, <laughs> such as fruit and roasted vegetables. Mm. <laughs> so I prefer croutons, bacon bits. Yes. <laughs> cheese, of course. Of course. <laughs> it's a real healthy salad when oh, I'm, I'm done. Sure. Blue cheese dressing, you know, it's <laughs> just all gooped on there. Yes. <laughs> What kind of dressing do you prefer? Uh, I go back and forth. Okay. Um, I like ranch. I like the French. Okay. I don't know. It says um, for Gen Z, they like the fruit, blueberries, strawberries, while croutons are number one amongst millennials, Gen X, and boomers. See, and that's where I fall in. I like croutons. I like the crunch. <laughs> you know? Oh, you can sit there. But like there a- needs to be, okay, but let's be honest. There needs to be, like, a certain type. Because if it's, because sometimes you get croutons and they're, like, the hardest piece of, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how old are these? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I like the ones that are kind of brownie looking. Yeah. I don't know how the, how to describe them. But they're okay. But again, I like I don't want it heaped with a bunch of, you know, cottage cheese may go on mine. Ugh, no. Ugh. <laughs> oh, we got this ruined milk here. Let's put that on top of there. Hmm. Little tomatoes. You know, I like those little tomatoes. Right. And, of course, bread. <laughs> it says only 14% keep their dressing separate from their salad. They use it as a dip. What's wrong with you? You'd say so. So that that's a that's actually a common uh, weight loss trick is you dip your fork in your dressing and then get the salad and then take a bite. Is that right? Yeah. Till so I was, you still get the flavor, but okay. you're not like drenching everything. And that's a good idea. Yeah. I was probably eighteen, nineteen before I ever started using dressing. I'd eat salads. You just ate it. <laughs> I'll take a dry salad. I didn't, I didn't like it. You know, I didn't like dressing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Just nothing on there. <laughs> That's very much on brand with you, though. That's. <laughs> yes, I'll have bland plates. <laughs> it's got too much flavor. I don't want it. <laughs> My mom. Yeah. My mom would make her own dressing. Oh. Now, that'd be, you know. What? It was like, gosh. It was like Miracle Whip okay. and sugar and milk and maybe sour cream. Did you ever try it? Oh, it's fantastic. So you, you it's, enjoyed it's, it. It's okay. fantastic, yeah. Like, in a, in a lot of ways, that 
is summer because we, okay. you know, put hamburgers on the grill. Mom oh, would man, that sounds. Mom great. would make yeah. that salad with that dressing, and oh my, you know, we'd have fresh watermelon and cantaloupe, and oh, all that. what a summer, man. You know, and to think one week from now will be the official start of summer with Memorial Day weekend. There we go. Will you do something like that, you think? Or? I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Because, you know, grilling such a tradition among many during mm-hmm. that holiday, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll probably pop a can of Spam and play with the Jello for a while and rock in the corner. There you go. And... Uh, <laughs> Watch reruns of Maury. Uh, that uh, <laughs> Maury. <laughs> it's well. Look at the time, Matt. Looks like we're finished. Okay, big weekend at our house. All right, what's going on? Well, my daughter that just learned about the Dukes of Hazard. Okay, turned sixteen this weekend. Sixteen. Yeah. Driving around the corner. Well, she already has been. Oh, the, I mean, had the permit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, the official license though is just a yeah. month away now. Well, six months. Is that what is that how it works? I don't know. It used yeah. to be thirty days. No, not anymore. Okay, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> of course, you know that was back in you know the early nineteen hundreds when you got your Model T and uh, yes. All right, yeah. so she's her birthday. You're going to celebrate, right? Big party. Um, we're having sixteen's pretty special. We're having one tonight. Okay, we're doing another thing this weekend. And I don't know. We're doing right. something else. I don't know. It's 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 a lot. Sweet sixteen. Yeah. Only comes once. It does. It does. So, so that sounds like fun too. So so happy birthday, Gretchen. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Hard to believe she's that old. I know. So there you go. Some tidbits, Matt. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. See you then. See you, buddy. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.